You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. So welcome back to day three of SMS Bootcamp here on the show. If you're just catching up, I go back and check out the first episode of the bootcamp and work your way up, you know, so you have all the context. But after chatting with Brooke and now Dina, I'm just totally bought into trying SMS for for brands, especially for e-commerce. So it just feels like such a great channel to build another direct-owned relationship. And even though SMS and email have a bunch of key differences, one thing that really is similar across both is that arguably one of the most important things in that channel is building a great list, right? So the same is true for email. It's absolutely true for SMS. So you're probably wondering, how do you build an SMS subscriber list? So that's what we're going to cover today, of course, but not just how to grow an SMS list, how to grow a compliant SMS list. So I'm actually super excited. I have Troy Lieberman, who's the Associate General Counsel Attentive, with us today. He's worked closely in the mobile communications compliance space for the past 10 years over so many like different evolutions of the industry. You can share what, what to consider when growing your list and how Attentive specifically puts compliance at the forefront. So Troy, thanks for joining us and thanks for, for actually being the first lawyer on the show. Hey, Ben, thanks, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I am honored to be to be the first lawyer and hopefully I don't ruin it for the rest and uh, won't be the last. <laughs> nice. So let's start here. Like, Why do you think it's important that a, a lawyer is on with us? talking about SMS. Yeah, and I think the main reason uh, is because SMS is so heavily regulated, especially when you compare it to something like email. And your listeners probably know email is governed by CAN-SPAM, a federal law, which certainly has some requirements. But SMS has certain so many more and so many more nuances that are constantly changing based on court decisions, uh, decisions from the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. So you certainly need SMS marketers and other really smart people to help make it a viable channel, but you really need strong legal and compliance foundation before engaging in any SMS campaign. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And maybe, maybe take us through, like, what are some of the like key things to keep in mind as it relates to getting your brand into SMS? Absolutely. So there's really two big pillars for compliance in the SMS space. Uh, The first is the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, the TCPA. That's a federal law passed in 1991. And, you know, 1991, SMS wasn't really a thing. And so you have this dated law uh, trying to keep up with today's technology. And that's part of the uh, difficulty that courts and marketers are, are dealing with on a daily basis. It's trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. The other pillar uh, is the regulations of the carriers themselves. And so both the TCPA and the carriers require specific consent from the consumer before you can send any marketing message. And so, you know, that's very different than email, which doesn't require that specific consent. You obviously have to allow people to opt out, but you can default them into email marketing. SMS is very different. But the, and the real reason that SMS is so regulated and so it's a concern from a compliance standpoint is because of the specific enforcement that that happens. You know, in SMS, consumers are armed with a private right of action, meaning if they get a text that is in violation of the TCPA, they can sue. And they're entitled under the statute to $500 for every text in violation. So you can see how that kind of adds up the more and more people that you're sending text messages to. So there's definitely that in the background, which is why uh, it's a little different than email. 
So it's very important for companies and brands to work with experienced SMS providers who understand this landscape, take compliance seriously, such as Attentive, because we can give you the tools to avoid those technical violations. Yeah, for sure. So did you say $500 per text sent? That's right. That's right. $500 per text in violation of the TCPA. Okay. Well, that's pretty serious. So let's talk about consent, right? Because obviously anyone getting into SMS doesn't want to get hit with fines. What does it really mean to capture consent? Yeah. So both the TCPA and the carriers use a term of art called prior express written consent. And that's a, that's a long way of saying that essentially the consumers need to knowingly, voluntarily opt in to receive text messages from that specific brand. And so it needs to be clear and conspicuous where you say, you know, by giving your number, you are opting in to receive automated text messages from this brand with other some some other magic language that's outlined in the regulations themselves. But it needs to be very clear and upfront. So you can't bury it at the bottom or behind a link or click through. You need to make sure that consumers understand that by providing their phone number, they're agreeing to receive these marketing messages. Got it. And so like from the email side, you know, probably a lot of the listeners are familiar with double opt-in. Is that kind of a, a parallel here in the SMS world? Absolutely. It's a great point. And it's a really good practice across the board. So double opt-in is, you know, someone enters their phone number on a web form. They say, yeah, I want to receive messages. The first message that is sent is, hey, do you want to sign up for recurring messages from this brand? Kind of reiterating that consent. You respond yes via text, and then they're opted in. So it's a really good way to validate and verify that the phone number provided is for the right person, that they really want to receive these. And it's another touch point to show that this person really consented and opted in. Got it. Got it. And then there's a whole bunch of kind of other important considerations on the the legal side when it comes to SMS, right? Like I've heard of quiet hours and limiting the numbers of, of messages per automation, things like that. That's absolutely right. You're, you're, you're basically a lawyer. We, we, we don't need any legal help here. you got it covered. Um, yeah, the quiet hours are a carrier and TCPA mandated thing. And so they basically say, you know, after a certain time, you know, 9 p.m. is what the TCPA mandates. Uh, you're not allowed to send messages to consumers and before 8 a.m. And so there are quiet hours that most uh, reputable systems and platforms will provide that to be enabled so that you're not inadvertently violating that. And then, yeah, there's some other legal considerations, certainly uh, opt outs are the big one. And so, you know, if someone, a consumer responds stop or end or unsubscribe or any of those words, those need to be recognized and that person be opted out. So it has to be an easy way to manage opt outs. And so that's a really big area of compliance as well. Got it. Cool. Well, super helpful. And this is exactly why I wanted to have you on. I think it's it's really important for any brand who's going to dip their toes in text to understand that it's not really like the Wild West and that there are certain things you, you need to do to run a compliant program. So, you know, it's not just like email where the risk is, you know, say landing in the spam filter. There's there's a lot larger repercussions in text. But, you know, we're not saying that to scare you away. We As we've heard this week, you know, SMS can be such a powerful revenue channel and way to connect with your brand. So, you know, now that we've covered a, a little bit of the Compliance 101 stuff, let's run through a couple tactics on how to grow your list. So I found, you know, across the brands that, that we've seen that are using Attentive, there's really a handful of like tactics. And those really break down to like things you can do on your website to grow your list. We'll call those on website initiatives. And then things you can do off of your website, right, to grow your SMS list in other places. So when it comes to your site, there's actually a bunch of overlap with email forms, right? You can take every 
playbook that I've talked about on capturing email, and you can kind of swap the email form for a, a, a phone field, right? Pop-ups, spin wheels, all those forms can be collected, uh, used to collect a SMS opt-in. But Troy, maybe when it comes to like forms themselves, any tips on uh, the compliance side of the forms? Yeah. So it really comes down to that legal disclosure. It has some magic words that uh, hit all the TCPA and carrier requirements for that legal disclosure. And so no matter what form on-site, off-site, wherever you have it, you want to make sure that that legal disclosure is clear and conspicuous, you know, very obvious so that the user reads it. As they're reading through, they understand they're signing up for text messaging. They see the magic language. They click submit. They go in fully eyes open to what they're signing up for. Nice. And then, you know, the other one that that we've been seeing a lot is uh, attentives to tap. So this one's pretty cool. So instead of a form where you're asking the visitor to punch in their cell number, right, using the keypad, attentives to tap lets the viewer of the pop-up simply tap the pop-up button. And what it does is it actually loads a pre-populated text message on their phone. Then they hit send, and that's going to immediately opt them in to start receiving messages from their brand. It's really slick. Yeah, it really is. And it essentially serves the purpose of that double opt-in message that we talked about earlier of verifying the phone number without needing to do it via a text stream of reply why. You know, by populating, by hitting that number, having the pre-populated text that goes outbound, you're validating the phone number in and of itself just by that message. So that user's opted in right away. You don't need to send an additional text. You can go right into your campaign messaging, essentially. Oh, nice, nice, because that customer actually sent the text to opt in. Nice, awesome. And then, you know, depending on what e-commerce platform you're using, like on Shopify, you can actually set up your checkout to ask for a phone number during the checkout process and make it as, an, as easy as literally checking the box. So. You know, I have heard that you kind of need to be careful with that, though. But, you know, what's your take on on that one, Troy, asking for a phone number in the checkout flow? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great list growth tool as well. Um, much like the other methods that we've talked about, the two-tap, the on-site, the off-site, you just need to have that clear and conspicuous legal language still present there. Um, but then specifically with checkout and checkboxes, you want to make sure that the box is unchecked when the page loads. Uh, you can't default people into opting into these marketing texts. They need to do it freely. It needs to be true consent. So unchecked, they read the language, they click the box, and then you're good to go. You can opt that person into your SMS program. Nice. And then in terms of like plays that we see offsite, there's actually a couple of really cool tactics for growing an SMS list. You know, I just walk through a few of those here and definitely want your take. So uh, the first is Instagram stories. So we're starting to see attentive brands weave that like two tap link inside of an Instagram story. So users like, you know, swipe up on the story and that actually loads the pre-populated text, hit send and they opt in. And then, you know, the other play we've seen is actually just using your email list. So sending an email to your list and driving them to a landing page, right? The chances are you've already built an email list for the brand, especially if you've been listening to this show. So announcing, you know, to that list, like a VIP program that you're launching that's exclusively on SMS, send them to a dedicated landing page and opt in. That's right. And both of those are awesome, awesome tools. Again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but as long as you have the legal disclosure at each point, right, that is the key to getting the valid consent. And then the, the risk is, is reduced significantly, right? You can kind of text these people. They've, they've opted in. They've had the magic language. And then you're good to go. Awesome. And then the other one that, that I've been seeing more of, like when I'm walking around or 
actually just got a, an awesome shipment of swag from attentive as a new employee. And there's something called text to join. So like, this is where you see like on my box, it said text a certain number, you know, with like a, a keyword. And so, you know, if you do that, you'll be opted in, you'll start to get some messaging. Yeah. And again, it, you know, you want to have the legal language present on that text to join. Uh, so when you text it in, you know, you're signing up. We implement a, a reply why a double opt-in for text to join. Again, just making sure that the person understands what they're doing. They're replying why it's the right right message, uh, and then they can be joined in. And then an actual an offshoot to this that we're doing more and more and seeing is pretty popular is, is QR codes that consumers can scan on the packaging, right? And so, you know, I think in the pandemic with um, restaurant menus, consumers are getting more and more comfortable with QR codes and how they work. But if you scan a QR code on packaging, it pre-populates and opens up a, a landing page on a website. Again, you have the legal disclosure, they sign up, they provide their phone number and they opt in. So that's similar kind of to the flow of the text to join for product placement. Nice. Yeah. I've been seeing QR codes are making a comeback, aren't they? They really are. They really are. It's amazing. Finally. So, you know, one of the other thoughts here is like, I've worked with tons of brands on the, the email side and, you know, very common behavior is like importing a list. You know, for years, I've talked about how you should never buy an email list. I think what's unique about SMS is for almost all brands who are dipping their toe in SMS, you're actually starting from scratch, right? I don't know of any SMS provider, nor would I ever work with any SMS provider that lets you import a, a list. So like, is it the same that the same concept of on the compliance side, like you should never buy an SMS list? Absolutely. So so under the TCPA and, and carrier regulations, the consent needs to be specific for your brand. Uh, so in those legal disclosures I've mentioned, uh, your company name needs to be disclosed so consumers know who they're signing up for. So a purchase list very likely won't have that specific company name. Uh, as well as you don't know if any of the other necessary required language was shown to those people before they, they opted in as well. So you won't necessarily have valid consent to message those subscribers. And so it's extremely risky to even dabble because the TCPA, as we discussed, the penalties are so severe. And so, you know, even similarly vague representations like, you know, you're agreeing to text from our marketing partners probably isn't specific enough for your brand. So you really want to have that buttoned up legal language with your, with your brand and company name in it so that you have sufficient consent to feel comfortable marketing to those people. Nice, nice. Well, look, I, I, this has been hugely valuable. I think for anyone who's just about to dip their toe, remember, it's all about list growth, but do it in a healthy, compliant way. Troy gave some amazing tips. And then, you know, in terms of how to do that, uh, definitely like email, think about uh, opportunities on your website, using things like pop-ups, where you're very clear about what they're opting into. That don't forget about the, the checkout experience as well and two tap, which is super slick. And then off your website, think about existing channels you have and audiences on social media, like Instagram stories, your email list and text to join or QR code. So some really good tactics today. And Troy, thanks again for joining us. This has been hugely valuable. Thanks so much for having me, Ben. Really appreciate it.